Welcome back to Screen Time. I'm Rokan. And I'm Richard Roper. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we'll talk about that. But first, let me tell you this. The digital landscape is changing rapidly, and to compete in today's business environment, you need an experienced partner. Since 1995, AmericanEagle.com has partnered with companies of all sizes, offering web design, development, e-commerce, mobile apps, digital marketing that drives your overall business success. Because they believe that today's online world is your opportunity. Visit them today at AmericanEagle.com to get started. Ro, can we start off with a little uh, sound bite from Saturday Night Live? Yes, the cold please. open for folks who didn't see it. Uh, Cecily Strong mm-hmm. plays, I always want to call her Judge Janine Garofalo, but I know that's not <laughs> right because I love Janine Garofalo. Uh, and it's not Jimmy Garofalo. No. She plays with, what is it, Judge Janine Pirro. Pirro. Yes. Uh, from Fox News. And- Longtime friend of the Rokan show and its many iterations in radio. She was a great uh, call-in or in-person oh. studio guest. And I, I personally adore her. Her politics, though, in the post-Trump world, I mean, that's just sort of the thing. I, I was a conservative talk show. Next, I, no, no less of an institution than Newsmax once voted me one of the rising stars of conservative radio. And I don't even understand now. And that was that was decades ago. But I have no idea whatever happened to the Republican yeah, Party. I don't recognize you know, them. the John McCain type of conservative yes. we're talking about, where there was reasonable discussion and agreement across the aisle. Uh, so in this SNL skit, she's uh, the judge. And I don't I don't know where where was she judging? Where was she adjudicating? Where was she in ruling? New York? Okay, well uh, she interviews Aaron Rodgers, who's played by Pete Davidson, which is kind of a natural. So let's take a listen to a little of that. Janine Peril, you're watching Justice Judge with Judge Justicing Judge. Please welcome NFL MVP Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Janine, it's great to be here. Remember when I hosted Jeopardy? Now, Aaron, you're not vaccinated. So what? Who the hell cares? It's your body, your choice. And please never use that quote for any other issues. Exactly, Janine. It's my body and my COVID. You know, I could give it to whoever I want. But suddenly the woke mob is coming after me. It's gotten so bad that State Farm called and they're not even offering me the Rogers rate. So that's kind of, uh, you know, fish in a barrel. But why not? You got to go for it right there. (laughs) That's true. Uh, And this story is just incredible. You know, Aaron Rodgers, we find out. And he's still saying he didn't lie. He's the victim of cancel culture and the woke media. And there's a difference between No, he lied. Of course he did. Oh, man, Terry Bradshaw and Michael Strahan and among others, you know, who are usually pretty much towing the pro NFL line. We've got a great thing going here. We don't really want to carve up the golden goose at all. They went right after him. I I was, I thought it was really admirable. Actually, Terry Bradshaw called him a liar. Uh, and they were, they were doing a show, I think for the Naval Academy. And he said, you know, you should come down here and you can learn a little something about honor. And Michael Strahan was like, you know, there are times to quote MLK, Martin Luther King, and there are times not to, uh, but that interview he gave, uh, to the, I think it's Pat McAfee is the the interviewer mm-hmm. who I have to give credit. I don't know that much about him. I know that he had a sleeveless t-shirt on, you know, <laughs> it was his backyard <laughs> and he just let him go, which is probably the best thing you could do in that circumstance. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, just made it worse upon worse upon worse in that interview. Yeah. I don't understand his logic because there's a dude who is in amazing shape. And these guys who are in the NFL, I'm just going to call bullshit when I see it. And let's talk about this. Guys who perform at that level, they take a lot of performance enhancing 
things, pre-workout, other forms of chemicals that they put into their bodies that are mostly legal. Some are illegal and some are you know, not okay by league standards, mm. whether, whatever the sport is. But they all do it. There's no question about it. And I'm not accusing him of illegally juicing. I'm just accusing him of doing what a lot of guys at your local gym are doing at the very bare minimum to be one of the elite athletes in American history, which is exactly what Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah. So please don't give me a bunch of crap about you don't know what you're putting into your body and you don't believe in it. This is all about politics and this is all about being told what to do. And this notion that if the government tells you what to do during a pandemic to try to keep the society and most importantly, the economy, yeah. Let's not delude ourselves and think that the government was doing this because they were trying to keep people alive. They're trying to keep the economy moving. Otherwise, we'd gone into another great depression. Well, you'd like to think both. Um, you know, the thing with Aaron Rodgers is, too, though, he's one of those athletes, and it's not just athletes, it's people in all professions, though, who's just smart enough to be a complete numbskull. <laughs> so he's on this interview, and he's talking about it. You know, every yeah. time, anytime you hear someone saying, I did my own research, you know, whether it's about a medical thing or space travel or, you know, <laughs> the circumference of the brain earth. surgery yeah. or rocket science. Well, I did my own research. I didn't worry about 10 years of school and lab testing right. and focus groups and control groups. And I did my own research. The, the amazing. He submitted a 500 page report to the NFL. He did a book report. And they said, well, what, what did the NFL say? He goes, well, they thought it was a quack. And I'm like, you are insulting quacks because quacks are doctors <laughs> who then engage in malpractice or are not good right. at what they do. You're not even at the level of a quack. And he talked also, he said he was allergic to two of the uh, vaccines. And, you know, the stats are, it's like one in every two million. I don't know if he, if he really was. And he started doing his own cocktail treatment. But for him to claim that he was the right. victim with, here. With a, a dewormer. Yeah. doing. Well, he also said the words, I consulted with Joe Rogan. And this Famed was not scientist. part of the yeah. This was not part of the Pete Davidson sketch on Saturday Night Live. He actually said that. So obviously, you know, the backlash so I just want to ask you a question. Yeah, I, sure. I'm sorry. I, I just I have to stop at this moment. And for those who are fans of Joe Rogan, and I know he's an immensely popular dude in the bro culture. Yes. But let me ask you a question. Let's say you're riding your Harley, and you wreck out, and you get taken to a hospital, and you got a choice. You're either going to get treated by Anthony Fauci or Joe Rogan. And this is your only hope is one of these two guys. Right. Who are you going to take? I'm telling you, I think 30% would say Joe Rogan. Because they'd say the other guy, because they think Fauci is Dr. Frankenstein. You know, they, they'd say, I'll take my hands, okay, take my fine. life into Joe's fine. hands. So, but, so, yeah. but, but, the, but how is that going to just stop and think logically for a yeah. moment? Take yourself out of logic. the politics. Just let it, just don't right. let your anger overtake your logic and think about what you would really do in that circumstance. Or if it were one of your children or it was somebody that you really love, forget about yourself. You were like, is Joe Rogan going to take care of your baby when you know they're terribly injured? No. I've got a 500-page report from Aaron Rodgers, and I've got Dr. Joe Rogan. All is going to be well. 
So over the weekend, bro, I was watching as you all like to do. You know, I've got pretty much got college and pro football on all weekend long because that's what we do because this is America. And even though everybody said, not everybody, but the Trumpster said they were going to boycott the NFL because Colin Kaepernick took a took a knee. None of them, none of them, nobody, nobody, nobody. Colin Kaepernick. Let me say it again. Uh, no, 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 I even, like it. Even though all these people said they were going to boycott the NFL because Colin Kaepernick took a knee, none of them actually boycotted the NFL, right? So everybody's still watching. It's hugely popular. But I, I never saw an ad with Aaron Rodgers and the Rodgers rate for State Farm, where he's the aspiring, soulful singer, yeah, whatever yeah. he's doing. We saw Patrick Price. We saw Patrick Mahomes. And there was actually a, a group that did a study, and wait, they wait. said uh, Aaron Rodgers was featured in just 1.5% of the 400 State Farm ads over the weekend. So they clearly... So on local buys, thought. they kept him. Yeah. But, that on the network website. Okay, maybe you can explain what that yeah. is to folks so they know so what that is. So when you, when you buy an ad... You're not only buying, like State Farm goes and they buy not only the NFL on CBS, but for all the CBS stations, but then there are a couple of commercial breaks for just the local affiliates during that football game. And they'll buy those two to add on because actually they get those at a lower rate. They actually get it at the Rogers Rogers rate. rate. Okay. So you're saying in certain markets where a lot of people might actually agree with Aaron Rodgers, they would go ahead and say, it's let's go with the Rodgers. probably not that nuanced, but... but the Rodgers rate yeah. was scheduled to run and it ran. Yeah. But this surprised me, Ro. State Farm has issued a statement uh, to USA Today Sports saying they're actually keeping Aaron Rodgers as a pitch man. The statement said, we don't support some of the statements Rodgers has made, but we respect his right to have his own personal point of view. We recognize our customers, employees, agents, and brand ambassadors come from all walks of life with differing viewpoints on many issues. To that end, we encourage vaccinations, but we respect everyone's right to make a choice based on their personal circumstances. What do you think of that? Okay, State Farm is an insurance company. (laughs) They don't want to pay out Death benefits, even though that's really not the core of their business. It's more. Uh, it's it's it is property yeah, stuff for property State Farm, property. and that's yeah. what they're actually you know advertising with Aaron Rodgers. But it all comes from a gigantic insurance pool of money mm-hmm. that all the insurance companies divide up. That's how that whole thing works. You can look it up. You can do your own research if you'd like to figure out how the insurance economy works in America, but it is all from the same pool. And that pool gets bid in its own open market, and that's casualty, that's life, that's all these other things that that, that happen. So State Farm does not want to be in the business of having people die early and they don't want to be in the business of a pandemic taking people out. So it really is kind of a bit of a, you know, sort of a slicing very, 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 very thin of this issue yeah. for them. Well, at first I was really stunned. And then I thought about the fact that, you know, State Farm, first of all, listen, listen to the name. Think about the name of that insurance company, State Farm, <laughs> State's Rights Farm. So my guess, and, you know, I don't have any numbers, but, you know, I'm sure they do. Uh, that quite a few, quite a large percentage of State Farm customers probably agree with Aaron Rodgers. So first thing, okay, yeah, they don't want this guy who's made these irresponsible statements that are factually incorrect as their spokesperson. But do they want to alienate tens of millions of loyal customers who might right. go elsewhere because they actually believe in exactly that? So you're right. They, I mean, they, they, they completely straddled the fence to the point where they're going to have to get something for that chafing in the crotch area because they really straddled the fence here. <laughs> but I kind of get it now, you know, and I guarantee you behind the scenes there were some conversations like, 
that, that that's sob rogers you know what oh, look yeah. what he did to us but the, you know the, yeah so you know there might be a time in a year or two where they don't renew a contract and they can always say well we're moving on you know what the most commonly heard expression of the last week was i thought he was smart Right, that's what everybody was thinking. Yeah. Like he was, you know, he hosted Jeopardy. Yeah. he did all kinds of other things, and he was, he was always involved with a woman who was like a, you know, like a nuclear scientist and an actress at the same time. Yeah, well, yeah, and um, yeah, and I don't like to get into all the personal stuff because I we don't know the circumstances behind it. Remember, his brother was a, a bachelor on The Bachelor or one of those shows, right? And they wouldn't and, talk. And now his whole family doesn't talk, and he's engaged to Shailene Woodley. Divergent and many other, you know, fine actress, uh, mm-hmm. and also kind of a, I don't know how I would say this, hippie, Air, yeah, yeah, a hippie. Um, and some people were saying, well, she's an influence. I don't know that, but I will say this, you know. So she chimed in. She just said, you know, um, she had uh, take, she had done some Instagram stories, you know, criticizing the media, and then people were like, oh, she deleted it, and she's like, well, Instagram stories actually disappear after twenty four hours. So she writes. Just read somewhere in the media. This is my Shailene Woodley imitation for you. Just read somewhere that the media is claiming I deleted an Insta story amid the chaos. Do you even know how stories work, brah? They self-delete after 24 hours. Grasping at straws, my dears. So that was that was her okay. thing. I That's do want fair. To, yeah, you know, and, but like bra, you know, it's like oh, you know, whatever. Okay, well. um, can I just share with you though? And again, this doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is getting his his health and lifestyle tips from Shailene Woodley, his fiance, <laughs> but she is, you know, famously uh, uh, eccentric. Okay, uh, uh, she believes that um, clay toothpaste is the way to go, right. and you 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 swallow it instead of spitting it out. Mm. She's really big on what they call oil pulling. That's where you swish coconut or sesame oil in your mouth when you wake up and then spit it out, and that's really great. And she also believes in the all-over tan. And when I say the all-over tan... You mean the all-over tan. Here's the quote. Another thing I like to do is give my vagina a little vitamin D. Oh, God. There's nothing better than vitamin D. So if you live in a place that has heavy winters when the sun finally comes out... Get out there, spread your legs, and get some sunshine. Oh my! So oh, I want to wish the best to that could be dangerous, uh, couldn't Rogers. it? I I don't know necessarily that that would be doctor recommended. <laughs> I don't know either. Maybe it, I don't know. I don't know enough about tanning yeah. to really understand that. I, I I'm not really good with sunscreen. <laughs> okay, well, uh, <laughs> that's that's Aaron Rodgers in a nutshell. It is interesting that it's at the end of his career that this wackiness happens. And I think that's you, you see that when people are like incredibly successful, they do become eccentric because no one can ever tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. There isn't anybody who in his universe of lawyers and managers and people who take care of his money and all that that are ever going to say, Aaron, what are you doing? And he doesn't, right. I don't think, get that kind of advice from his family because his family, and when you get to be that size, that big of a guy, you know, your family is also going to kiss your ass. Well, and the thing with Aaron Rodgers, people have to remember too, he's not a Wisconsinite. He's not a cheesehead. I mean, he's, he, you know, he's an icon in Green Bay. He brought him a Super Bowl and is one of their greatest quarterbacks, but he's, you know, he's a Cal guy. Yeah. So, you know, and so from the start, if you look at him, and again, it's his life. He could do what he wants, but he's a 37-year-old guy, and he's got the man bun, and he's got the stocking cap. Um, I tweeted, and it was, he was wearing, also, by the way, he was wearing a T-shirt uh, of Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday in Tombstone when he gave this interview, and it said, say when, and that's what Doc Holliday would say when someone wanted to draw against him. Like, he would tell the guy, you say when, and then we'll draw, according to the movie. It should be pointed out that Doc Holliday 
died of tuberculosis <laughs> uh, at almost the same age. He was 36. Aaron Rodgers is 37. And uh-huh. had there been a vaccine? Uh-huh. Which there is, uh, yeah, but I don't think I don't think there was during the time of Tombstone. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I shouldn't say there's a vaccine. There's a there's a treatment there's... for it, yeah. Um, but it's just sort of like I don't know if he realized the history of Doc Holliday, you know, because if you remember, and it's not really Doc Holliday, it's Val Kilmer and the wildly entertaining but hugely fictionalized <laughs> story of Doc Holliday. I, know, I get it, uh, but it's a weird T-shirt to wear. This guy died. <laughs> Wonder did Doc Holliday submit a well, five hundred page report? <laughs> I don't think so. At the OK Corral? But I will say this. Doc Holliday would have been dead by now anyway. So <laughs> yeah. you have to look at it through Aaron Rodgers' perspective. But, but what I tweeted about him was I thought, you know, he just looks like a guy. And they said he, he like grew out his hair because he wanted to play John Wick in a Halloween party for like two months. That's, by the way, that is complete bullshit. He was no, playing, he went to the Halloween party. I there know. was an actual Halloween party. But he was playing the media on that. That is not uh, why he was doing it. Because uh, he's got, I think uh, he's got to that level of celebrity where he's lost himself. He where he, it, The Aaron Rodgers yeah. that was the kid from Cal that was actually the... the Back up to Brett Favre. Right, right yeah. and, and, and made his way through all this. And, and I, blame, I blame the State Farm commercials, quite honestly, for doing it because he's a terrible actor in that. I just want to say that Patrick Mahomes actually sells that stuff better. When Patrick Mahomes says Shreddy Betty got it, when that so you believe is- when Patrick Mahomes is playing the the sneakerhead, he's much more convincing than Aaron Rodgers playing the aspiring singer. And I yes. agree with you on this part, whether or not he you know really grew his hair out for John Wick, that Aaron Rodgers is bringing his own wardrobe to play that like hipster singer guy. Because I what I said was yeah. he looks like a guy who has lost out on every role to Jake Gyllenhaal for twenty <laughs> years, you know. But I will tell you this to wrap this yes, up before right. we, you tell us about Portillo's. Mm-hmm. Of all the quarterbacks who are in weird fantasies, and when you think about it, those ads are very strange for State Farm because you have super wealthy athletes angling to get discounts on insurance, you know, which they don't really need. And I've Rob, never understood the narrative. Yeah, and Rob Gronkowski's doing the same thing uh, where he's trying to get the serviceman's rate, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like his parents didn't serve, he didn't serve. But the best actor of them all in all of these types of commercial is Baker Mayfield for progressive. Uh, I'm glad you said that. He's amazing. At those, he is fantastic good. in those. He, I could do a, it could be the Ted the American Ted Lasso. Have him actual a sitcom where he actually lives in the ballpark. <laughs> right. I, you know? I I completely agree with he's you. Just, I, he's he's and you don't normally see this about him. He's adorable. And you don't hear that term about Baker Mayfield a lot, but he's he's enchanting if yes. you will. Yes. I believe he will have an acting career on the other side. He's really he's natural. Actually nuanced as an actor. He, and, he, and he actually plays off the professional actors in the ads, whether it's gossiping about the neighbors or it's book club or any of that. Even in the yeah. Heisman House yeah. spot, he's good. Yeah. he's yeah. So th- th- we'll end on a high note and say Baker Mayfield, the jury's still out. I think he's uh, progressing, if you will, as a quarterback. I think he's going to be very good. But um, I think he's going to have, we mentioned Terry Bradshaw, the Terry Bradshaw type of post-football career. I think Aaron Rodgers maybe not so much. Yeah. Well, not that these guys really need it anymore. They need to do something. Not necessarily. Well, okay. I, I, there are people who can find their way into whatever it is. And maybe I would suggest, at least for Aaron Rodgers, since he is so science curious, <laughs> that he maybe study it and go off sure. and do something. You know what? I see like uh, 
an Antarctic explorer. He sure, goes down and he lives in that little hut that they all live in down there and, you know, does whatever he's going to go do. He'll, he'll have an opportunity to do whatever he wants. So, well, well except I, for a host Jeopardy ever again. You know, it's funny as, and you know, you and I are Chicago Bears fans and by nature, the Green Bay Packers are our mortal enemy. Mm. And I have always respected Aaron Rodgers he's a great player. as a quarterback. Yeah. And I, I find him fun. Even when this season he beat the Bears and he was like, I own you and all of that. And it was like, it, it, there was something still true about it. Well, and it was also precipitated by a woman, a Chicago Bears female fan, giving him the double finger. Yes, that's know, true. Which is also yeah. a very, it's Chicago party aunt, essentially. Right. That's what, who, who that so, was. Yeah. And he dated you know, Chicago's very own Danica Patrick for a while. And, and Danica's originally from northern Illinois, far northern Illinois, on the Wisconsin border. But she lives in Chicago now. And mm. so I got to say that... Yeah, that's that's sort of a sop to Chicago. That didn't really work out, but it like a lot of other things. Olivia Munn, I I'm just jealous because everybody that he has ever dated is somebody that I've got a secret crush on. Well, Pete Davidson, who played Aaron Rodgers on Saturday Night Live, is building up quite a track record of his own in that department. Can I let me <laughs> let me talk about this first, <laughs> and then I want to ask you very quickly. I know this is. Not one of the things we planned on talking about it, but I, I do want to ask you about all that. Right. But uh, Pete Davidson and the Kardashian thing and all that, yeah. we'll do that. But first, Portillo's, the finest fast casual experience you're going to have in all of dining. Portillo's, you know, not just hot dogs. Well, you know, when it started in Chicago, people were like, oh, it's a hot dog shop. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We got we got Italian beef. Wait. We got Italian sausage. Wait. You got chocolate cake. <laughs> Oh man, it's just uh, it's just one of the great experiences you can have, and I, I think I just said this a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. If you live somewhere where Portillo's is new in California, Arizona, parts of Florida, check it out. Go have the chocolate cake. You get a little slice of home if you're from the Midwest, you're from Chicago, or you're from the East Coast too, because you know that that food will be very familiar to you as street food. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, it's gonna be so heavy. It's not. Mm. And can I just tell you something? Mm. The best thing about Portillo's mm. is that bun that they put the Italian beef on yeah, yeah. that you get now when you get that dipped and it gets all wet. Yeah. That is the perfect piece of bread. Mm -hmm. And you know, carbs be damned. You can do it once a month. You're sure. not gonna hurt anything. You'll be fine. Portillo's.com. P-O-R-T-I-L-L-O-S is how you spell that. Portillo's.com. Find a store near you or order online, and you can get it anywhere in the United States of America, Portillo's.com. Okay, now explain yeah. this to me. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Davidson, what does he have that I don't understand? I don't know. And it, you know this is not about uh, the, the prodigiousness of his junk or any of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. <laughs> he must have some level of game that is just beyond comprehension. Yeah, I, you know, and I don't know. I, I could say this, you know, he was in a movie called The King of Staten Island and I thought he was great. And people were like, well, he's playing himself. And I'm like, well, that's a hard thing to do. And I, I think he's gotten better on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you know, yeah, much better. Sure, you know, yeah. so I, I think he really does have talent. His stand-up specials, I feel, are of that generation where a funny guy or funny woman, there's a certain segment that don't put the work in. They're very funny, but it's kind of like, hey, they'll do like, what else is going on? And they'll kind of riff on that or to talk a lot about their personal lives. They're not these tightly constructed, beautifully rendered stand-up acts that we've seen from from the greats. But, he, you know, he, listen, he's very popular. Uh, the appeal, I would guess, from Ariana Grande through Kate Beckinsale through Kaya Gerber, the daughter oh, yeah. of Cindy Crawford, uh -huh. 
uh, to whatever this thing of Kim Kardashian is, is maybe the wounded bird kind of thing, you know, that he's a damaged guy. Uh, you know, his father, we know, was, you know, a victim of 9-11, a firefighter right. hero, and that he's talked a lot about depression and suicidal thoughts. And that, that I, I'm just guessing that that's part of it, you know, that there's a, there's a there's kind of a tortured yeah, artist. Yeah, there's a real, thing. real piece to him. He's, yeah, he's I think so. not a puffed-up dude. That, and he's incredibly successful. I actually think... You, you mentioned something that is important. His work on Saturday Night Live went from sort of utter disdain. I don't even know how he ended up getting the job. Hmm. But he, for the first two seasons, seemed like he was trying to get fired. Yeah, from like I'm job. on this old grandpa show and I'm too hip to try. And I and, give all the credit in the world to Lauren Michaels yeah. for holding on to him and developing him because he is he's become a key player for them. But more importantly, he's going to have a career. I think what's going to really be surprising is he's going to go off and do a serious role somewhere. Yep. I mean, a really serious role. And maybe even a character piece on somebody that, you know, we know from history or whatever it is. And that dude might kill it. And that dude might get a huge nomination for his work. Yeah, could go down the uh, Jim Carrey road, you know, and a lot of other, you know, wacky comics that then become right. uh, something a lot deeper. But I still don't understand why he does this because it isn't really going anywhere. And what is the, what is Kim Kardashian got going there? there it, uh, it was one of the tabloid speculations was that she was doing it to get even with Kanye because <laughs> Pete Davidson got mad at Kanye because Kanye stiffed him with a check or something oh when he was hosting Sarah. I don't know, whatever. Listen. You don't need to give Kanye any reasons to be pissed and, and you know, <laughs> kind of triggered or upset. He's always upset. So, oh, But I think also the Pete Davidson thing, we've seen this through the years. Once you get in that club, whether you're a man or a woman, like then other famous gorgeous women go, well, I don't know. There must be something there. I'll give Pete a twirl. There's something sexy about Saturday Night Live, though. And I know it sounds like an old guy thing to say, but it is really true. It, you, If you're not out on a Saturday night and you watch it, there's something sort of magical about the whole process of it because it's live and it seems so urgent. And then the legendary after parties. So it really isn't that surprising that Colin Jost bagged Scarlett Johansson. Or did Scarlett Johansson bag whatever that means? Colin Jost. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that they, you know, they, yeah, but they, you know, that they, you know, these are, you know, that, that people, you know, listen, like-minded people, artists are attracted to people who are smart. And well, Colin Jost is kind of conventionally handsome, but you know, a lot of times you, you see that a lot in Hollywood where you're like, why is that person with that person? Because they're attracted to their intellect or they're just magnetism or yeah, they're, or right. they're going to last two years and move on. And I do think that there is sort of a magnetism to Pete Davidson in a way that, like you said, it's a dark energy yeah. and he acknowledges it and that yeah. makes him even more I think that's kind of special. And, he, and he's tall and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, he does he has terrible but, tattoos. I mean, just like embarrassingly bad tattoos. And he's talked about that. He'll beat you to the punch if you want to make fun of Pete Davidson. Right. You know, that's and that's true. always a key thing. So now, he deserves better than Kim Kardashian. Can I talk about somebody who was much more conventionally handsome? I thought one of the most dashing figures of the 20th century, John F. Kennedy Jr., who, of course, uh, tragically uh, died in the plane crash along with his wife and his wife's sister many, many years, in the 1990s row. Mm -hmm. um, and in one of the most bizarre twists, we've talked about strange, kind of the theme of this screen time episode is mostly just the inexplicable. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard this by now, that the <laughs> there's, a, there's this ongoing conspiracy theory that... JFK Jr. faked his own death. Mm -hmm. I don't know where he's been for 25 years. They never fill in those blanks with the fake death 
conspiracy theory. You mean it's the idiots like, who believe in this? Yeah. And there was actually a Why group, would they? They're idiots. But 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 they believe so strongly yeah. that uh, well, listen, I believe, you know, when you believe in the conspiracy theory, you have to double down on it. If something True. doesn't happen, you go, I got the math wrong, the din that the world is actually next New Year's <laughs> Eve. Right. So the group gathered in Dealey Plaza, mm-hmm. where in November of 1963, Lee Harvey Oswald assassinated John F. Kennedy. And of course, there are people now saying, I can't believe you're falling for that, because obviously, right. he, you know, that was a conspiracy. But they they gathered there in the belief that John F. Kennedy Jr. was going to resurface and announced that he's Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate. That's the that's the way they're going with this. Not only did he fake his death. Now, I first of all, it, take away the, the the insanity of it all. There was nothing in John F. Kennedy Jr.'s life that indicated he would ever become a supporter of Donald Trump. No, and the Republican Party. No, but I will also say this that. Uh, 25 years ago when JFK Jr. was a rising political star, there were other rising political stars of that era that did go that way. So that's kind of shocking. Well, you're right about he that. He would not have been a part no, of that, I, I am I don't certain. Think so. I will say this. Um, uh, the Democratic Convention of, what, 1996 was here in Chicago. Correct. Is that we, correct, Ru? Yes. And we were both there mm-hmm. as youngish correspondents. Mm-hmm. And uh, JFK Jr., for people who don't remember, did a magazine called George. And in fact, right. Kaya Gerber's mother, Cindy Crawford, was on the cover of the first edition of George. So we just keep coming full circle here. Mm-hmm. And he had this amazing party during the convention, John F. Kennedy Jr. I got a chance to meet him you know, relatively briefly. But I can tell you that of all the mega stars and celebrities I've been around, and you've been around tons, you know, whether we're recover, you know, whether we're covering that or just there socially, I don't think I've ever seen the frenzy where famous and rich people were so dazzled. It was Diana level, Princess Diana, yeah. you know, his, his peer from across the pond. People were just, you know, and he was he was a, a stunningly handsome and charismatic, but also, and again, I'm not saying I knew him, but in the brief moments you met him, you just felt like he was, he, he was that guy that they always talk about, like Bill Clinton and many others. For the five minutes you talked to him, you felt like he was just focused on you. He was never looking over your shoulder. He wasn't looking at his watch. He wasn't biding his time. Right. You know, and he had that magnetism. It was the accident, the the plane crash. That was just you know a horrific thing. But I don't know. And I tried to do some research. I don't. Q. Whoever Q is. And by the way, Q sucks at predicting things and telling us. This is the Q as in anon. Q anon because you know everything from PizzaGate. To you know they, all these, <laughs> but all these dates have been thrown out. Where you know Trump, yeah. you know the, the election results will be overturned. Da, da, da. But they really believe that JFK Jr. is going to resurface. Now, when he did not surface, uh-huh. they pivoted and said that's because he was busy that night. Oh sure, and he was busy, Ro, because he's Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones is not really Keith Richards. That Keith Richards is gone, and that JFK Jr. is Keith Richards. What do you like that? Yeah. Because of the obvious resemblance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's really good on Start Me Up, the guitar. You know? <laughs> so he, But he had 25 years when he was in hiding to take guitar lessons. Oh, right. Because yeah. Keith Richards has been dead for years, right? Yeah. Is that the whole idea? Exactly. Okay. Well. All right. Uh, well, you know, Paul McCartney's been dead for years, too. I'm old enough to remember when late night, overnight, rock and roll radio, they'd put on these quack interviews about how the Beatles, you know, were all dead and this and that. And it's, it's, people want to believe things that somehow make them feel better 
about their worldview mm-hmm. that agrees with their worldview or they know everybody's out to get them. So yeah, that must not be true. And, and any failings or disappointments I've had are not because of anything I did or didn't do. It's because they're all controlling everything. Right. And we're all puppets. There's and that's a lot of that. That's part of it. I mean, it's it's one of two things. It's either people are attention seeking or they live on a spectrum and there are spectra to this of mental illness. Some of it is so profound, it's super obvious. Other pieces of it are just a little bit there and you just, you either want to get attention for yourself or you just don't want to deal with reality as it is because reality hurts you or makes you sad or makes you too happy, in Aaron Rodgers' case, to bring this all full circle, <laughs> reality is too happy, you have to now make something bad for yourself. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I mil- million years ago, I wrote a couple of books about urban legends and conspiracy theories, and I'd always hear from people telling me that I was wrong, and, I would, and they'd always say, you can't prove that this didn't happen. I'm like, no, you cannot prove a negative, but... In no case did I ever get anyone providing me with a 500-page report that actually <laughs> contained factual evidence of any of these conspiracy theories because the evidence isn't there because they're conspiracy theories. I'd rather read the Aaron Rodgers report than the Mueller report right now. I'd oh, like to see I, how I, he I did that. I actually would love to read that thing. Yeah, I mean, what, what where, where half, is he coming what, up with that? What about halfway through if it was just like all work and no play makes Jack <laughs> a dull boy like for 200 pages? We don't know. Oh man, that's how much printer ink is he going through? Right, you get a new printer cartridge. Jaylene, we're out of tricolor. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Goes for like five printed pages. Oh, ink is low. At the Staples thing, do I get the Rogers rate? They're like wrong company. Okay. The Rowan Rubber Podcast is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com <laughs> Studios. AmericanEagle.com is a full service global digital agency providing best-in-class web design, development, hosting, digital marketing services, and so much more. Visit AmericanEagle.com for more information. Our executive producers are Tim Alanius and Renee Nelson, our amazing editor, and boy, we're putting her to the test week in and week <laughs> out, Demita Menezes. We'll see you next time.